Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get in the zone with the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al Zane and Brian. My question would be, who are the teams that are rated higher than the 49ers at this point? What is the team roster-wise? That you can mm-hmm. possibly rate higher. You could say, okay, the in the Eagles, NFC or in the NFL? In the NFC or just in the conference, right? Like you I, could say, I, the Eagles, I think there's only two. Yeah, the Eagles and maybe the, the Cowboys, maybe. Right. Uh, those would be the two that I think people would say yes to. And it's again, largely because of the quarterback position. Um, right. so, <laughs> so, so then you're, you're talking about the third ranked roster in the NFC. I don't, see how that's i don't see how that's overrated right they, they, there's they're clearly the best team in their division the 49ers are they are better than most of the other contenders they've beaten dallas twice now in the playoffs and <laughs> i i just don't see how anybody could look beyond that so i think i think it's just a lot of a lot of hot take stuff a lot of ridiculous stuff coming from there and i think Certainly. that uh, you know he he accomplished what he needed to accomplish and put that out there and it was it was ridiculous but Look, we're going to find out once the season comes because even on their end, if we want to talk about what Philadelphia did, Jalen Hurst has only had one really good season. That's it. Yeah, That's it. He's had one yeah. good season. He had that mega contract. And now let's see what he does. Let's see if he can stack that again. So I think that there's a lot of unknowns on their end as well. Like they have a great roster. They're a really good team. They had a really good draft. So there's there's nothing to be taken away from them. But again, they lost back- both of their coordinators though. They lost both they of their coordinators. And I I don't believe in Jonathan Gannon. I don't think he's a good yeah. defensive coordinator. I don't think their defense was all that great. I think they had a lot of talent, but I don't think it had anything to do with Jonathan Gannon. To be perfectly yeah. honest, I'm thrilled that Jonathan Gannon is a coach in the NFC West because right. I don't think he's going to do anything. But I do think the loss of Shane Steichen is huge because yeah. that offense did not look like it looked last season in 2021. Mm-hmm. And Shane Steichen wasn't there. Or sorry, yeah, 2021. And Shane Steichen wasn't there. Shane Steichen was there last year. He came last year from from Los Angeles, from the Chargers, and really turbocharged that offense. Now, can, uh, can Nick Sirianni pick up where Steichen left off? Maybe, but we don't know that. We don't know that. So there's un, there's question marks there too. I, I don't think I don't think that that their roster talent is undeniable. We can't yeah. you know it is what it is. 
but there are still question marks there. But again, for the 49ers, the biggest question mark, and uh, we've spent two, we spent two episodes not talking about the quarterback position, uh, which might be a record uh, for a 49ers podcast, but uh, we do have to talk about the quarterback position when we ask this question, are the 49ers overrated? Because largely that question stems, like we said, from the question mark under center. And I thought it was interesting. Uh, Albert Breer. Uh, so uh, the uh, boss man himself, uh, David Bonilla put out an article on the web zone today and Albert Breer of sports illustrated was on uh, Colin Coward show. And they talked about, the 49ers quarterback situation, specifically why the 49ers drafted Trey Lance. And I thought he had some interesting things to say, and it really backs up a lot of what I have been saying uh, during this off season about the 49ers quarterback situation. And uh, what Breer said was that talking about Trey Lance and Mac Jones, he said, those were the two guys that, uh, or Shanahan said, those were the two guys that we were locked in on from the beginning. And if we never moved up to number three, we would have never had the chance to learn more about Trey. Right. So that's why they made the move. They were locked in on those two. They thought maybe, maybe they could get Jones at 12, but they didn't think they had any chance to learn more about Trey if they didn't move up. Uh, and so, uh, Albert Breer, like I said, joined Colin Coward and said a big part of the Niners picking Trey Lance over Mac Jones in 2021 was because so many teams are now running the Niners offense and so many teams are defending the Niners offense in practice. And so he felt like, how do we add on to the offense? How do we change the dynamic of the offense? How do we be a little bit different than the other people who are running my offense in other places? And I thought that was interesting. And, and, and I think a lot of people have talked about that, about how Kyle Shanahan needed to evolve his offense and the way, the best way that he could do that. And Shanahan talked about it was to get a guy like Trey Lance, or really what they said was a, a threat to run the ball, right? Because then you force the other team to play 11 on 11 defense, which automatically gives the offense the advantage. But what I think is interesting here is this question, how do we change the dynamic of the offense or how do we add on to the offense? They did that by drafting Trey Lance and they, then they handed over to Trey Lance. But then Trey Lance got injured at the beginning of last season. And what did they do? What did they do? They traded for Christian McCaffrey. Christian yeah. McCaffrey has now been what they needed to evolve the offense, to add to the offense, to change the dynamic to the offense. But my question is, why not add both Christian McCaffrey and this, uh, this quarterback that you already thought, hey, this is a guy that can help me evolve the offense? And, and, and that's really, you know, I went, uh, I went on, uh, Ted, uh, Ted H six, uh, Ted, uh, Ted talks ball, uh, has a YouTube channel. And, and it talked about this idea that it still seems, it still seems odd to me that this team is not willing at this point to see what they have in Trey Lance for the, the sake of winning in this window that they currently have because in the NFL your biggest window right and Joe Burrow has said this Joe Burrow said Cincinnati Super Bowl window is as long as I'm here I love that it's one of my favorite quotes their yeah. Super Bowl window is as long as I'm here that's the mm -hmm. that's the best 
that's the easiest, that's the quickest way to open a window in the NFL is to have an elite quarterback. You thought you got that in Trey Lance. He got injured. You didn't get to evaluate it. Brock Purdy came in and played a great eight games, and I'm not taking anything away from him. But is eight games enough to move you off of the guy that you traded a haul for that you thought could help you evolve the offense? Because what Breer says about Brock Purdy was that once Purdy came in, said he ran the offense the way that Shanahan wants the offense run, which is why Shanahan loves guys like Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo. But Shanahan admitted so much in as much that maybe that's not enough anymore. And so it's just, to me, to me, you got to see what you have in Trey Lance. You just have to. And that doesn't mean that you have to hand it to him and that, and that this is his season. But why rush Brock Purdy back? Why not put him on the pup? Let him let him sit for the first four weeks of the season. See what you have in Trey Lance. And if you've got, if you're cooking with gas, then you keep going. But if not, if you're two and two or one and three, which I have a hard time believing they'd be based on their schedule, then you've got the guy that you're ready to move on to coming off pup and ready in week five. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So here's the, here's the criticism I have for Kyle about the quarterback position. I feel like, like you mentioned, Albert Breer mentioned that Kyle prefers quarterbacks that will run this, his system the way that he needs it to be run. And we've talked about it on the show before where he wants a quarterback. Al says, Al, Al described it as, hit the B button and the ball goes there, right? right? That's that's what Kyle wants. Hit the B button, the ball goes there. So where I am kind of reserved in judgment on that is, is that you sometimes have situations and games and seasons and whatever it may be like of the course of the course of any period of time where your scheme is not working for any, any reason. You could have injuries. You could have the other team just playing a great game. You could have weather. There's any number of reasons that will equalize a game, even if you have the better roster. And that's just the way the NFL is, right? It's about parity. So I feel like you have to be able to provide something different if you want to be able to win those tough games. And that means that you have to be able to operate outside of the box and outside of your scheme at some point during that game or for the entire game. And the argument that I make for that is if you look at coaches like Andy Reed or Bill Belichick or any of the great coaches, Pete Carroll, any of the great coaches in the NFL, when they need to win a game, they don't, it doesn't matter. They will pull whatever they need to pull to win the game. I feel like Kyle doesn't have that ability to deviate off of his script and off of the game plan to be able to win a game like that. And you could argue that's why he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring on his hand, either as a coordinator or as a head coach, is that he was not able to deviate off of the game plan. Debo, as we have talked at nauseum in the Super Bowl loss against Kansas City, 
did not get the ball in the fourth quarter. He was the best player on offense that entire game. Did not even touch the ball in the fourth quarter. There was the Rams game, the championship game, where on third and two and fourth and two, Kyle called two vanilla run plays, or uh, sorry, uh, second and one and third and two, Kyle called two vanilla run plays at the middle, then punted from the Rams' 40-yard line. Like, it's just, I question that sort of ability that Kyle has to be able to go outside of the box. And if you have a quarterback that's just executing what you tell him to execute, it doesn't help that. Because oftentimes when a quarterback goes off script, it's because things are breaking down and you need to make a play. And it means that you don't necessarily hit the B button, right? You, you, go, off the, you go off the script, you find somebody else. An example is this. On third and 15 in the Super Bowl against Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes took an extra three or four steps on his seven-step drop to be able to give, give himself time to be, to be able to get that ball off because he was not going to take a sack in that scenario. He ensured the fact that, hey, I, I need to get this ball off no matter what because if I don't, this game is basically over, right? That was that was the inflection point in that game that changed yeah. everything. He went off script to do that, right? He did that on his own. And while it's, you can argue that it's Patrick Mahomes and he's the best quarterback in the NFL and all this stuff, but the point still remains that you need to be able to, number one, have a quarterback go off script to be able to make some of those plays when it, when it counts in crucial moments. And number two, allow them to be able to do that. And I feel like there is this thought out there that Kyle will not allow his quarterbacks to go off script or that he will lose patience with them if they go off script too much. And I wonder if that's happened with Trey where there was some freewheeling going on and Kyle just didn't like it. And he got impatient with them. Like, look, Kyle's notoriously impatient with quarterbacks. We know this. We know this. He's notoriously impatient with, with how his offense is run and very particular about it. He's notoriously impatient with quarterbacks. That's why he hasn't been able to settle on one in seven years. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.